break it down, down like this. Yo, 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 welcome along everyone to Tempo Fit Workout of the Week. My name is Hayden Sherman and you are tuned into another episode of the show where we go through a workout, uh, we explain the whys, the hows, and we let you get out there and crush it. So this podcast is designed to be around about 15 minutes, which for most people is around about the right amount of time to warm up for your workout. Now this week's workout is a big one, it's a doozy, so potentially this week's workout you might only do a kilometre and then dive straight on into it. So if that is you, if you're already doing your warm-up you might just want to hit uh, start at some point during the the, uh, the 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 podcast before we go too deep in it because we don't want to make this work out too long because as you'll see this is a big one all right what is the workout it's the finale of our marathon maker series we've been building up with been adding a block to the front of the workout as we've been going. We started with a, uh, was it 3K, 2K, 1K, then we added the 4K and then the 5K at the start. Now, you guessed it, we're adding 6K to the front of the session. So it is 6K, 5K, 4K, 3K, 2K, 1K. Each of those blocks is followed by one kilometre of recovery running at a at an aerobic, easy run pace, but not super, super slow. The paces are this. The 6K, 5K, and the 4K sections are all at your marathon pace. The 3K and the 2K sections are at your half marathon pace. And then the final 1K is at your 10K race pace. So there's a lot of work. In fact, there's 21K worth of work in this workout. This is a big one. And add in those recovery runs, which adds another 5K. That's a 26K run. Add in your warm-ups, warm-downs. We're at 30K. Easy. So this is a massive workout. I'm going to explain a lot more about why we're doing this workout and a lot about how to do it as well. So after the break, we'll get to the nitty-gritty about this big old workout. All right, so why are we doing this workout? Simply because humans are a little bit crazy. We do crazy stuff. And I know that's probably not the answer you wanted to hear as you're getting ready to do this session yourself. But I, I sort of wanted to frame this because why do we big, do big challenges in training? Why do we do things like marathons and ultra marathons and trying to run personal bests and pushing ourselves when all of this stuff really doesn't matter? Sure, it helps our health um, to a certain degree extent um, if you push it too far it can be detrimental to your health so, so why why do we do it why do we do these big challenges 
And I think it's because we need them. We, as human beings, we need them because it's a chance for us to practice going through hard times. It's a chance to practice discipline, perseverance, dealing with pain and discomfort. Uh, it's They pro- provide that training for life. So a workout like this provides amazing training for a marathon. Like this is like the perfect workout to do, say, two to three weeks out from your key marathon. Um, you could also do it six weeks out, but somewhere in that kind of build-up phase. You wouldn't do this a week before because it's too big. You wouldn't do this at your start of your marathon prep. You you would do this once you've got a whole host of long runs to your name. Um, you've, you've built up that mileage. You're comfortable with the distance. Now we start adding that speed to the mix and we see if you can still turn it on after 30K of running and run that 1K hard at 10K race pace. So it's perfect practice for for the marathon. And this sort of stuff is perfect practice for life, dealing with the challenges, the stresses that come across you come across in life. You can't just blat it out and, and get this workout done really quickly. You've got to pace yourself. You've got to um, listen to your body. You've got to go through those processes. You've got to work through hard times. So all of these things, why do we do these sorts of workouts? Because We're crazy and we need a little bit of craziness in order to handle the craziness of life. All right, so now that we've affirmed that we're crazy, how do we exactly tackle it? What are are some tools that we can use to tackle this? So first of all, as I mentioned, you've got to treat this as your long run for the week. Only if you're really, really high mileage, like way up, you know, way past 120k per week would this would you ever have a longer run than this in your week this is a big big run and you've you've basically got to treat it like a a long run but also like a race in terms of the recovery you need from this so I would probably say this has a similar fatigue to about a 15k race maybe a 10k race um, if you're used to if you've got lots of miles in your legs but this is a demanding workout that's going to require at least a week to recover from and so the following uh, days after this particularly those first three days, but also into up to about 10 days out, you need to have those days light. You need to have lots of recovery planned for that, lots of intentional uh, active recovery. And so I'll, I'll talk through a few of those things that I make sure I have in that period. So let's say we need seven days of lighter training. So that means mileage just needs to be backed off a little bit. Um, so you're not going to do a long run within um, probably a week of doing this so you'll wait uh, wait a week before hitting that next long run you're also not going to do any really fast and hard stuff and you you really do need to listen to your body on this one so some people might bounce back and they find well actually I can do a fart leg session or maybe some strides or um, you know some some slower 1k reps or or some marathon pace work you know four or five days after this other people like like me, for example, I usually take a while to recover from this. So I'm probably going to give it six or seven days before I do anything else faster. And maybe I will actually look to do that fast stuff 
on a bike or in deep water running and look to get that done that way. Provide intensity off my feet. So allow my body to recover, do some intensity in the pool or on the bike, um, but just keep that that running light. The other things that I'll be looking at um, is getting a massage um, within kind of 48 hours, 72 hours of this workout and really trying to get that active recovery. So things like yoga, things like getting out for a bunch of short walks. You know, if you've got a desk job, just set your alarm. So three times a day, you're up out of the desk, going for a five to 10 minute walk. So whether that's you, you just go a little bit further to get your lunch or your coffee for the morning, just get active. Maybe don't take the lift, take the stairs or whatever. Um, that active um those activity through the day will just help the recovery um get the blood flowing and just stop that staleness setting in hopefully that gives you some ideas on particularly how to recover from this one recovery is the key it's the flip side to the training so that's why i'm really emphasizing it with this workout hey yeah 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 all right the thought for the week Um, And for those, some of you may already be into your workout for the week. If you're doing this in your warm-up, you might have finished already your your one or 2K warm-up. So if that's you, hope the workout's going well and that you're pacing yourself really well. But the thought for the week, I wanted to talk about um, a really cool but taxing and tiring weekend that I've just had. Um, so I do commentary here in New Zealand for um, for Sky Sport um, on the athletics, and I've also done a little bit for triathlon. Now, it just happened this weekend. We had on one side of the island, uh, we had the track and field champs Friday and Saturday, and then starting Sunday morning, we had the New Zealand schools triathlon champs in North Island triathlon champs on the Sunday so it was a big day for me commentating and I live on the west coast in Taranaki where the um, where the triathlon was so I had to venture across the island uh, which is about five and a half hour drive and then do two days of commentary jump in the car straight away there were no flights that could handle my schedule and then be back early for a triathlon the next morning so it was a big three big, big days of, of driving and commentating, but so good. And I wanted to just point out, um, three lessons that, or maybe it's four lessons, let's call it four lessons that I picked up from the New Zealand track and field champs. And for a lot of these athletes, this is the big climax of the season. It's the one that they've been targeting all, all season long. And, you know, we, we had some incredible performances. Um, there's probably, I don't know, about 10 athletes who are or have already booked their, their seats to Tokyo. Some you will expect to medal there, the likes of Valerie Adams and Tom Walsh, the shot putters, um, also the two hammer throws, throwers, Lauren Bruce and Julia Ratcliffe, they're right up there in the world. Um, also a triathlete called Hayden Wild, he did. He followed me across the country and he won the 5,000 metres um, in a crazy time. We, remember we had him on in December of 2019, had him on the show. Um, I think he solo ran 13.43 off the top of my head to win the 5,000 metre title, went and won the North Island Triathlon Champs two days later in Taranaki. So that was a pretty impressive feat. But the three stories I want to focus on are um, 
stories of what it means to be an athlete and, and, and really looks inside the psychology of an athlete and how to um, be patient with your body. So first of all, the first point I took away from nationals was a win doesn't need to be gold. And so the 100 metres, uh, senior 100 metres finished and the top two were, were as we expected and I'll get back to the top uh, to the winner of the women's 100 metres but in third place was a woman called Simone Tafanai and she has had a really good season she's been up and coming you know she's been in the top 10 women in the country um, this season but Probably you would say a very small outside chance of getting that uh, a medal. But she got the bronze and I have never seen someone so emotional to win a medal at the national champs and it was bronze. And it really showed to me that wherever your journey is at, the win for you doesn't need to be the gold. It can be... Um, a slight improvement on yesterday or it could be a personal best or it could be just running for 10 minutes non-stop because you've been injured or this is your first run ever so it's always relative and it was just so cool to see that emotion and, and pure joy on display for for winning that bronze medal so that was amazing Number two was that winner of the 100 metres, Zoe Hobbs. So she has been chasing the New Zealand record all summer long. She's been within a whisker all summer long. The New Zealand record was 10.32, set or 25 years ago or so. Um, and she's been within 0.03 or 0.02 of that time a couple of times this season. So she... In the final, her final race of the domestic season, this was her last chance, and the winds all day had been too strong. So they'd been a tailwind, but too strong to give her a legal time. Um, but in the 100-metre final, she steamed away with the wind, which she was expected to do, but just at that moment, the wind died off enough to be a legal time and give her a shot at that New Zealand record. And as it turned out, she equaled the New Zealand record, but to interview her afterwards, she's just absolutely stoked. And so the takeaway from that is be patient. You know, you might do a race expecting that this is the one I've got the fitness to be my big, big breakthrough. And then it doesn't happen. And then the next one, you've got the fitness, all the conditions are right. This is the big one. Then it doesn't happen. And you have these letdowns, but be patient because the fitness is there. And sometimes you just need the pieces to fall into place for that big performance to happen. So always be patient because that big performance is just around the corner and it's hard to know which corner that is, but if you keep at it, uh, it will come. And that really brings me to the second one. The third point is running rewards consistency. So there's a, an, a local athlete who I absolutely um, admire. His name's Shay Veach and he's been uh, more of a 400 meter runner. He did a fantastic dive to win a silver medal at last year's champ, sliding across the finish line on his back this year he was entered in the long jump but also in the 100 meters so he was one of the favorites to win the long jump ended up winning it and stoked first national senior title massive moment and then two hours later went to run in the 100 meter senior men's final and 
There were three main competitors missing from that competition. One had to go overseas to see his family. Another was injured. Well, the other two were injured. So that sort of left the door wide open. Now, Shay Veach, you would expect to be maybe in the top 10 in the country. You wouldn't have thought that he would be a favourite for a medal when those three three other guys were here. Those other three guys were out. So then it was kind of like, maybe, maybe he could do it. But he just had the absolute run of his life. Massive personal best. It was uh, an illegal wind um, boosting him along. But even with that wind, it still would have been a massive personal best when you adjust for that. So he stormed out for a huge win, which I was just so impressed with. And I tell you what, the guy has just been consistently working over the last few years. I remember seeing him come up through the high school ranks and he's just passionate about the sport, passionate about running fast and the stars just aligned for him on this occasion. He got a massive PB. He ran the race of his race of his life and it just so happened that also meant he picked up two senior titles. So he's trained consistently and then whammo, just this massive moment happens in his life. And so, look, we can't, like I said before, we don't know when those big wins are, are just around the corner. But you'll never know when they are or where they are unless you are consistent. That's when you find out where those big wins are coming. So there we go. There's the pointers from the weekend. A win doesn't need to be a gold. It's relative to where you are. Be patient and running rewards consistency. All right, there we go. That's the thought for the week. And I said there was going to be four points. I only gave you three. And I guess the fourth point was that there is, there's always heartbreak or, or disappointment. And the moral of those three points that I gave you is that to work through that heartbreak, because I saw lots of people who are like injured, couldn't make it to national champs, went home disappointed, pulled up with hammies or, um, you know, didn't go to plan on the day. So Remember, those three points are the sort of the antidote to that disappointment. Hope that makes sense. All right, there we go. So the workout again today is 6K, 5K, 4K, 3K, 2K, 1K. The 6, 5 and 4 are all at your marathon pace. The 3 and the 2 are at your half marathon pace. And then the 1K is at your 10K race pace. This is the finale of our Marathon Makers series. I would love to know how you guys enjoy this workout. Be sure to tag me into your social media posts when you boast about your epic session. Um, Happy running, everyone. We'll see you soon. (laughs) 